This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. Yeshua never really spoke in his own name. He spoke only in the name of his father. In this final episode, Keith Johnson shows us using Yeshua's own words, what the Messiah's name really means, why it has so much power, and how his name was written in three different languages. Because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. Well, Shabbat Shalom, Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Root. For the last several weeks, we have brought you a fascinating series by Keith Johnson called Why Not Jesus? And tonight, we thought the best person to speak about the name Jesus is the man himself. So tonight, we are going to let Yeshua speak. It's the fourth and final episode of Why Not Jesus? We'll get into that in just a second, but we're also into a new month. The new moon was seen earlier this week on the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. There you go. We're on the first Shabbat of the 10th month. Now, please welcome my co-host, Tiffany Panaccio. And Keith Johnson. <laughs> welcome. I just like saying, Panaccio! Panaccio! That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Keith, you know, folks have really responded. Last few weeks, we've talked about uh, supporting this ministry, right. and they've been so wonderful. And, and, you know, we just want to say thank you to folks. Uh, we're going to get Tiffany to, to say this as, as well. But uh, you actually uh, have a gift for folks starting this Sunday. Absolutely. As a thank you. And it's based on what we've been doing for this whole month. I mean, listen, we did this by faith. You and I were doing the teaching. Okay, I had a little bit of a bigger face and a couple little, but now <laughs> things have changed because I've been with Laird Wilness and I've learned from the inside out about blood and all the sorts of things. Thank yes. you so much. But and you've been a diligent, me, diligent student. Me let me tell you this, yes. you guys. We, it, it, the, the date today is the 30th. We got one more day. Just one more day yeah. in the month. Where's the camera? Where's the Where's the individual camera where you look into the people? Hey, 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 folks. Today is the day. If you haven't done this, you're missing a blessing. It is your time to support what's going to happen with the rude awakening going forward. And I'm so far ahead of this. All the people that have responded, by the way, yes. this last month. Yes. Can you tell, tell them about the people that have responded? I mean, we are absolutely blessed by everyone, business owners especially, that are calling to contribute for this end of year giving. Yes. And it's just a blessing. Honestly, we're always humbled. The partners of this ministry are really the lifeline, you mm -hmm. know, by the Holy Spirit. They give and it and allows us to do everything that we do. It allows us to be here today. And yeah. it's, I'm just humbled. That's yeah, well, we're I, you speak to these folks, right? Yes. So it's, you know, I, I, I'm sure you speak to a lot of, a lot of folks, you know, who support the ministry, you don't know what they do. When you find out what they do, they're like, wow. You know, these people, it's amazing. Like, yes. it's some amazing oh, it's, gifts yes. out there. Yes. Uh, you know, people, folks have a lot of good, great talents. Like there's a lot of business owners that we have, right? Yes. So when we talk about, you know, at the end of the year, you can either give it to the government or give it to a ministry. Well, for those who, uh, you know, own businesses, they're really perk up and go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Because, uh, you know, for those who have inventory, you know, you got to count all that and pay taxes on that kind of thing. Yeah. 
you know, this is the time of year to really think about that. And I get that people don't want to, you know, donate on on maybe Shabbat, right? Okay, wait till after Shabbat, so you have a few precious hours yes. after that, right? So what does the sun go down? Five, <laughs> yeah. six o'clock yeah, where yeah. you live. Yeah. You still have six hours before midnight, December thirty first, to make it happen. That's what we need you to do because if you can make it happen, we'll make it happen. Mm. That's how this works, right? So if you make it happen, here's what we're going to make happen: mm. Passover twenty twenty three live here with Michael. Okay. Yom Teruah, 2023, live here with Michael. Got your attention yet? Because <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to do all kinds of new things, like a program, Keith. We got and this Sunday, new thing with, uh, On Ted. Sunday, folks, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. On Sunday at 1 o'clock, which is based on the fact that as I'm sitting here, two more people walked in the studio who are the two people who walked the mountain with me. And they're in the studio right now with Michael and with Ted and with all of us together. So we have the video right now available on the Root Awakening uh, YouTube channel. People have been watching it. It's going viral. <laughs> it's amazing. You get to go to the top of the mountain with us. Uh, but what we decided to do now, starting on Sunday on the 1st of January for 10 weeks, people get to learn the 10 words in the original language in which God spoke it. The 10 commandments, we call them, but the 10 words for 10 weeks, Sundays at 1 o'clock, they get to learn each of those words, those phrases, teach their children those 10 words that are still good today for 10 weeks. You're talking about 10 weeks of free Hebrew lessons? Absolutely. <laughs> what? Absolutely. We did Jonah, which was, I mean, we did so many free things. But again, this is why people have got to support the ministry. Bottom line, they got to support the ministry because that opens the door for us to be able to plan, to, to believe. I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming what's happening. So for the next 10 weeks, based on you climbing the mountain with us, why don't you hear once you get there what he taught and be able to teach it to your friends and to your family? Yep, absolutely. Amen. That is awesome. Wow, absolutely. thank you for doing that. Absolutely. That is, I, I learned Hebrew just a little bit. Are you bit. convinced that I'm on board here? That I'm, I'm supporting? Oh, you yeah, guys, yeah I mean, for sure. Are you convinced? I mean, I really believe. I mean, the last, it's been amazing, and I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the future. And by the way, that Michael, I mean, he is <laughs> he's cracking jokes, smiling, looking good. You're looking good, Michael. <laughs> oh, he's in the back of the studio with us <laughs> yeah, today. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. So it's, it's amazing. So, Keith, okay, so I learned a little bit of Hebrew several years ago. My wife, or my, my daughter, was seven years old when I taught her. She's 22 now. Well, I didn't teach her. We went to a synagogue. Well, it was funny. So we went to the synagogue. This is how we learned Hebrew. And they said, uh, we said, hey, would you teach us? A bunch of Christian guys came in. Well, we were Messianic. So we came in and said, hey, you know, we'd like to learn Hebrew. Would you teach us? Teach us what you teach the kindergarten kids in Sabbath school. Yeah. And they said, yeah, we only got one rule. You don't try to make us Christian. We won't try and make you Jew. Good. <laughs> Deal. Good. <laughs> so we did this. And they taught us. And they taught us street Hebrew. This is, yeah, so not, because these guys were from, so we learned words like ass, uh, you know, stuff like this, yeah. you know, like 10 out of 10 kind of thing. <laughs> so let me see if my, my Hebrew is right, Keith. Anilo med yivrit by bit knesset Saskatoon. Oh, in Saskatoon, you learned at the house of the synagogue. In uh, Hebrew. Hebrew. Okay, good. So that still ah, came out right. Metsuyan chavir. Very good, very good. Atamit de berevit. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Excellent job. Anyway, so yeah, so it's, it's fun to learn a little bit of Hebrew because your Bible, you know, it goes from this thick to, you know, that thing you brought last week that was like this thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just becomes a lot more because the Hebrew language is just amazing to learn. And, and that's an example where we're going to be able to bring that big book into yep. some of the programs that we're talking about doing right now, some exciting programs. Oh, Again, yeah. people support. We got 24 hours, whatever it is by tomorrow night. It's yep. just going to help uh, be able to, undergird what a rude awakening is doing. Absolutely, yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I, if, if folks give a, all year long, thank you very much for that. Yes. Absolutely. We're asking, would you just give 
another little bit just for the end of the year because that takes us so much further. You wouldn't believe if everybody does that, wow. We've Absolutely. got 2023 cased and you're gonna see some amazing things. Yes. Uh, including the, the program that we have called The Biblical View. Yes. Uh, that's yes. gonna be amazing. We have Nehemiah coming yeah, on for yeah, that. Yeah, Gordon, absolutely. And there's only one more day left to do the, the love gift, which is right in front of us. Tiffany, you have a little piece of it there in front of you. Yes. This is the, now you know a little bit of Hebrew. What's that? This is the name of God. Yes, it is. Imagine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. And, uh, to, well, have you taught Hebrew? Have you learned Hebrew? Very little. Very little. But <laughs> I was doing it more before. But okay, well, yeah, but you're a teacher by trade, so you, yes. know, you can probably te teach Hebrew. So anyway, so yes, learn from Tiffany. That is the name of Yehovah. That is part of the love gift, which also only has another day left. And Keith, I just want to thank you so much for doing the teaching for this month called The Christ Controversy. Mm -hmm. Extremely important for family. By the way, there's, there's, there's a footage in there that we couldn't put on YouTube. And guess what? Can I tell people about this? Yeah, do it. Go for it. There's footage in there. Uh, we actually did this talking about the anointing. Did you, did you know one of the people that was anointed uh, uh, actually died? The Queen of England. Mm. And we actually put uh, her anointing process in this teaching. Wow. <laughs> that was an amazing thing yeah, to watch. Absolutely. I I mean, it was not supposed to be seen. Right. But we, yeah, we found a way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was an yeah, amazing thing. Yeah. So, all right. So, thank you very much for your gift in advance. You're going to see some amazing things uh, all this coming year. And we just, uh, you know, from everybody here up on the stage and, and Ted and Michael in the background here, thank you so much for supporting this ministry. All right. So, in this final episode tonight of Why Not Jesus, Keith Johnson shows us, using Yeshua's own words, what the Messiah's name really means, why it has so much power, and how his name was written in three different languages. Well, we'll be back in just a second to show you that. But first, there's this. Where do we get the name Christ from? And does the definition of the word suggest that there are other Christs than Yeshua? In English, he is the Christ. In Greek, Christos. And in Hebrew, Messiah. We should know there's a connection between English Christ, Greek Christos, and Hebrew Mashiach, which is then in English, Messiah. The Christ Controversy with Keith Johnson takes us on a journey over thousands of years to explore the intriguing history of priests, prophets, kings, queens, and the mysterious ceremony of anointing. The Christ Controversy with Keith Johnson is our gift to thank you for supporting A Rude Awakening International. When you donate $50 to this ministry in December, we'll send you The Christ Controversy with Keith Johnson on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you two gifts, The Christ Controversy with Keith Johnson, plus a custom license plate exclusive to A Rude Awakening International bearing the Hebrew name of Yehovah. Donate $300 and we'll send you three gifts. The Christ Controversy, the name of Yehovah license plate, and this 3D glass artwork featuring an image of the second temple, complete with a wooden base inscribed with Habakkuk 2.20. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. Get these exclusive thank you gifts when you make a donation to support A Rude Awakening International in December. Call 888-766-3610 or get your gifts online with a donation at monthlylovegift.com. 
If you like what you see on Shabbat Night Live, you'll love the bonus episodes. Now available only on the MichaelRue.tv app. These bonus episodes dive deep to give you more serious study, cutting-edge content, and righteous raves you won't find anywhere else. It's Michael Rood Uncut. Sign up now to get the MichaelRude.tv app free for 14 days. It's everything Michael Rood plus all new bonus episodes you won't find anywhere else. Sign up to watch now at MichaelRude.tv. When the resurrected saints are gathered together on the sea of fire and glass for the 10 days of awe, the 10 days of inspection, and then getting dressed for the marriage supper of the Lamb, we wait to hear if our name is called into the marriage supper of the Lamb, into the Mishkan in heaven, where Yeshua will sit at the head of the table, where As John says, he sees the Ark of the Covenant, the throne of Yeshua, and he is sitting on it, and we go into the marriage supper of the Lamb, and this is when Yeshua's promise is finally fulfilled. He told his disciples on the night of the Last Supper, when he blessed the Most High with the prayer of the Melech Zadik, Baruch Atah Yehovah, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, he said, this is my body which is broken for you. I am your provision. By my stripes you will be healed. And then Yeshua, as he took his cup and he passed it around to his disciples, he said, I will not drink this again till I drink it with you, my Father's kingdom. The marriage supper of the Lamb, Yeshua will take his cup and he will say again, this represented and still represents the renewing of the covenant, the covenant that offered to make you priest and kings, I paid the death penalty. I paid the price for the broken covenant and now, now you get to drink with me in my Father's kingdom. You are the ones that are going to live and reign with me upon the earth for a thousand years because I paid the price. Until the marriage supper of the Lamb, we do this in remembrance of him. Shabbat Shalom. So if you've been watching this series, Why Not Jesus, for the last several weeks, you've seen that we've gone through a series of explanations as to how we got here with Jesus' name, with Yeshua's name. There's even a campaign out there where he gets us. Uh, This church group has come out and uh, told us that Jesus gets us. But the more important question is, do we get him? Do we understand who he is, where his name Jesus comes from? How did it get there from Joshua and Yeshua? And Keith Johnson's been helping us out with that. Thank you for joining us, Keith. Well, I have to say thank you again to you and to this team and to A Rude Awakening, Michael and Alil and everybody uh, I'm always uh, get pretty jazzed. When I come in the building, they're like, well, we got enough energy for everybody. That's because, this is, <laughs> to me, I just think this is a real um, a real opportunity uh, to share information. And, and, and especially when you have this sort of cultural thing that's going on, mm-hmm. if you can have um, every once in a while a, a, a bit of a shift. And I think that that's what we want to do is, is have a shift. So here's the shift that we're going to talk about in this episode. And, 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 and originally, uh, you know, this is all about Jesus. So, you know, why not Jesus? Uh, is Jesus the answer? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But we got to go to his name for episode four. We're going to call it Let Yeshua Speak. Mm. And uh, what better time for him to speak 
than after the resurrection. See, they, <laughs> like to me, you know, my, my, my friends would say, well, do you, do, you, do you adhere to all of the theological statements of the church? No. Why did you leave the United Methodist Church? Because you know what? Religion is getting in the way of a relationship. And that's really what I believe. There is a relationship that we have an opportunity to have. Um, what I love about this particular uh, topic is it's not going to be about a lot of um, grammatical issues. It's just going to be about what he says. So can we do something, Scott? I want you to go um, to, I believe it is Matthew chapter 27. Okay. Verse nine. And uh, I'll tell you what's happening with me. Again, I'm, I'm, we're, we have all of these, these books and, and things, and I'm hoping people are doing their own uh, studying. And at least I like to say to have two translations is always helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, because what, what's nice about having two English translations is sometimes with just two English, English translations, you can find out what the issues are. Now, I like personally, when I'm studying in the Tanakh, to use the JPS and the NIV, the Jewish Publication Society and the New International Version. Why? Because the NIV is going to give me the Christian translators and the Jewish Publication Publication Society is going to give me Jewish translators. And, and what I love about that is you get a chance to see what the issues are. But of course, we can't have it. We don't have a JPS for the New Testament. <laughs> the closest we have for the New Testament is the Hebrew Gospel of Matthew, which is a phenomenal tool when we have verses in Matthew like what we have right now. Mm. So this is really cool because, Scott, we're actually going to take a look at the first words <clears throat> of Yeshua, after the resurrection. Is that okay. what you have there? And I, in fact, do me a favor. Start mm -hmm. a little earlier and read. Um, what, what do you got there? The first? Matthew 27? Yes. Okay. This is about the, uh, the death of Judas. Okay. That's where we're at here. Okay. And so when you're, when you're looking at 27, let me just do something here. Mm -hmm. Matthew 27. Excuse me while I do this. Tell me where you're at. You said verse, uh, verse 9. Yes. Which starts with the words of the prophet Jeremiah were then fulfilled. Okay. Okay, so hold on. All right. We are in, and I'm even confused myself, 27, 28, uh, verse 9. And of course... I'm in 28.9. Well, that makes more <laughs> sense now, doesn't it? 27.9. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. Okay, 28. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. But do 28, and do me a favor, if you would, if you would be reading from, uh, let's go ahead and read the whole 28 of, of okay. verse 1. Yes. 28 from verse 1. After the Sabbath and toward dawn of the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala and, her other, and the other Mary uh, went to visit the sepulcher. Mm -hmm. And all at once there was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. His face was like lightning, his robe white as snow. The guards were so shaken, so frightened of him, that they were all like dead men. But the angel spoke, and he said to the women, There is no need for you to be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus, mm -hmm. who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen." And he said, as he said he would, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and now he is going before you to Galilee. It is there you will see him. Now I have told you, filled with awe and great joy, the women came quickly away from the tomb and ran to tell the disciples. Verse nine. And there. And stop right there before you get to verse nine. So let's set context. You have the ministry of Yeshua, and if it's okay, folks, I'm gonna move from Jesus to Yeshua 
based on the fact we taught him what his name means and mm -hmm. who he's named after. So you have Yeshua, who's born, uh, he's given this amazing name, he, he begins his ministry, uh, he finds his disciples, uh, he tells them things, he prophetically speaks things, he, he, he does some pretty radical things. He does, one of the things that he does that's, that's most amazing is the healings that took place. Many, many healings, crowds follow him. Uh, just when he's getting popular, he does something opposite to get away from the people. He run, I mean, there's all of this that's going on. In fact, um, Scott, I don't know if I told you this, I, I think I told you, we're actually gonna do a love gift uh, on a second part, which, which is called the last name of Jesus. I'm not calling it that. What's his last name? According to English, his last name is Christ. We're going to do a love gift called the Christ Controversy. Oh, wow. I, okay, okay. Can you stick around for that? Because sure. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. <laughs> anyway, so he's doing this work. He's doing amazing work. Um, he's going about this. And then uh, something happens. He, um, <laughs> he gets the powers that be pretty upset. And uh, even some of his own people start having expectations of what he's supposed to do, and he doesn't do it. You know, we think, okay, go to overturn the Romans. He's not, I got a different kingdom. It's something else that I'm doing. And so he keeps the shift going on, this, this thing that happens throughout the Gospels. That's why I really, really love to say, um, if people were to do this, and I want to challenge people to do this. I don't know if you've ever done this. I always challenge people to do this. Read the red letters. Mm. Take the book of Matthew and remove everything else. Take a Sabbath and just read the red letters the words that come out of his mouth. If you just read the red letters at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, you'll be absolutely surprised. The difference between what I like to say is not what he says about himself. We get stuck on what others say about him. We get stuck on what we're supposed to think about him. Theology, what the theology of Jesus is. I mean, it, it goes pretty far. So when we get to this point of Matthew chapter 28, verse 9, we are going to have an opportunity for the first time after the resurrection to hear the first words out of his mouth. So think about that. We're bringing, we're, like, think about this. This is amazing. He's raised from the dead and he's going to speak. Now, this is Yeshua speaking. So what I need you to do is tell me what it says in your Bible. 28.9. And there coming to meet them was Jesus. Okay, so Jesus is coming to meet them. It's obviously after the resurrection, he's been dead. Okay, what happens? Yep. Greetings, he said. <laughs> That's what your Bible says? <laughs> well, the, 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 the southern version says, what's up, y'all? But, <laughs> okay. but no, <laughs> but, okay. no, greetings. He says, says greetings. greetings. Now, here's what's really interesting. I'm going to take people through a very, very short little translation issue. If I open up the Greek, the Greek uses a word that is translated as rejoice. That his first words out of his mouth hmm. is rejoice. That's what the Greek says. The nearly inspired, I'm sorry, the New International <laughs> Version says what yours says. The first words out of his mouth are greetings. I want to open up the NASB. I think this is really interesting. The NASB, this is my Bible that used to be my favorite Bible. I used to tell people all the time. It's the Hebrew Greek Key Study Bible. Um, until I started reading the theology of the editor. And at that point, I stopped using this as much as I, I, I used to. It says here, and behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. So here's what the NASB does say. It says, I don't know what he said. He just greeted them. It could have been, hey, y'all, what's up? You know, hi, you know. But think about this. We're going to record the first words out of his mouth after the resurrection. I get goosebumps. 
when I think about this. Okay, here's what it says in the NASB. Now let's go to the King James Version 1611. I have it here on the screen. Here's what it says in the King James Version in 1611. Jesus met them saying, all hail. <laughs> That's okay. 1611 says, all hail. Now, I don't know <laughs> about you, but this is Yeshua speaking. He's going to go to the people he's met after he's got up from the grave. And the first words recorded in the 1611 King James is, all hail. <laughs> You know, the greetings one is like, you know, like the people from, from like, like if we had uh, those people come from other planets, greetings. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? Is he from another planet? But here's what's so, so exciting. We have other witnesses that show us something that is just phenomenal. Now, here I've been waiting to show you all this. In around 1530, there's a translation called the Geneva Bible. And the Geneva Bible um, did its best to translate in English. Um, and, and it actually became a bit of a, a controversy because the Geneva Bible, really, uh, the Geneva Bible was some, in, in some ways connected to what was happening earlier with Tyndale. And so what they did, Geneva Bible put this together. Where did the Geneva Bible come from? So some theologians uh, who were being persecuted and even killed by Queen Mary, they called her Bloody Mary because she did not want them dealing with the English language. She did not want there to be translations into English. So she went on a full-fledged persecution of those who were intent mm. on giving the language of the Bible to the people. Like I said, they called her Bloody Mary. So a bunch of them decided to leave and they went to Geneva, Switzerland. And what they did in Geneva, Switzerland is they brought all of the tools they had, Scott, they brought their... Greek and their Hebrew and their Latin, and they brought it all together and they said, we need to do a translation that is true to the intent. Now, I could spend this entire session called Let Yeshua Speak uh, just on this one thing I found in the Geneva Bible. When I read about the history of the Geneva Bible, I said, oh, I need a copy. I need the Geneva Bible. And sure enough, I bought one hmm. just for this episode. Really? <laughs> Just for this I episode. thought it looked kind of new. It's brand new. I don't even <laughs> study it. I bought it for this episode because I said, this can't be. Is this really what's going on? So I get this Geneva Bible, come to find out that basically what they have here in this is not, uh, not a um, photocopy of the actual manuscript, but a English translation using some of what's in the... And so really, this was a disappointment to me. Mm. I mean, I'm really kind of frustrated, but, um, but here's why this Bible is so important. This is the Bible that the Protestant Reformation, the Reformers, okay, mm -hmm. this is their Bible. So that when the Puritans decided to get, a, get away from what was happening in persecution and they decided to take a, a boat over here to the, to the new land, they had the 1530, the 1560, the 1599, whatever it was. They say it was the Geneva Bible. That's their Bible, oh. the Protestant's Bible. They didn't have the official King James of 1611, which was, a, was sort of politically uh, accepted. They had the one of the reformers. When I went to this verse, I said it can't be. I said they can't, that can't be correct. So when I have a that can't be correct moment, I call Nehemiah. I say, Nehemiah, listen, I need a copy of the manuscript. I can't have this. If I go in and, and, and read this, in fact, 
if, if, I, if I just read this, there's still something. There's like, ah, you're really not sure. I said, I need to see the manuscript. So we looked and we looked. I actually found a photocopy of the manuscript. But I'm like, that's still not good enough. Nehemiah, can you, can you find it? So we are still looking for what we call like the original, meaning from the Geneva Bible. But we do know that what we have is a copy of what they said in the language of the Geneva Bible okay. for this verse. So uh, when we get to this particular <laughs> verse, I want us to show, um, and actually I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. I'm going to show you what it says in the Geneva Bible. This is a, a photocopy of it. Verse 9, 28 verse 9. And as they went to tell his disciples, disciples, you see that? Mm -hmm. Behold, Jesus, uh, all met them, uh, of them met them, saying, here comes the first words out of his mouth in the Geneva Bible, God save you. Mm. In other words, he could pick anything he's going to say. He's got every choice of the language of his, of his time. The English translation of the Geneva Bible says that Yeshua, when he saw the people after his resurrection, he says, God save you. Now, we know he probably didn't say God, right? Sure, yeah. Because he wasn't speaking in that language. Maybe he said Elohim, or maybe, say maybe. Maybe. Maybe he spoke the name of his father. What, like, like Scott, what if we could find something that would, would actually show us that he spoke the name of his father? And what if in the speaking of the name of his father after the resurrection, he says to them, may Yehovah save from the same word, same idea, you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good news. Good news. Of the 28 manuscripts of the Hebrew Gospel of Matthew, we find something absolutely amazing. When we open up Hebrew Matthew mm -hmm. in 27 verse 9, and I'm going to go to Howard's translation, though I don't like Howard sometimes because he gets a little nervous how he translates from the Hebrew. Now, I'm letting people know on the right, you have an unpointed Hebrew text. That's my right. Mm -hmm. On the left, you have Howard's translation. I learned a long time ago that Howard was doing such a radical thing by making this, uh, this, this translation available. Sometimes he gets so nervous where he, he just knows that even though it says in Hebrew a certain thing, when he translates it, he won't translate it like that. So mm. what I have decided to do with the help of my great friend, Dr. Nehemiah Gordon, is to be able to interact with the, with the manuscript itself so that I'm not stuck by his English translation. I say sometimes he Howard's things. I told Nehemiah, don't ever Howard things or I'm going to catch you. Now, let me just tell you what it says in 28 verse 9. 28 verse 9 says, as they were going, uh, Yeshua crossed over or passed before them, saying, and then, <laughs> this is so cool, he uses in Hebrew, in the manuscripts, it says Hashem, mm. which is the, the name. name. Mm -hmm. Even the scribes back then were prohibited in their own practice of writing out Yud, Hey, 
Vav, hey, Yud, hey, Vav, hey, the name Yehovah. So they would say the name. In Hebrew manuscripts, we would see this and we know over and over again where the name was placed originally and what we find over and over again that the disciples, Yeshua, that when it came to speaking the name of God, they were not afraid of the religious authorities. They were not prohibited. They were not uh, kept from it. They spoke the name. So here comes Yeshua, who's named Yehovah saves. Think about this. His first words out of his mouth is Yehovah. That's the first words out of his mouth. The second words out of his mouth, Yoshia Chen, may Yehovah save you. Mm. That's what he says to the disciples. The first words out of his mouth in the Hebrew Gospel of Matthew is, listen, I just got rescued. I was just raised from the dead. May you get the salvation that I just got. I just, mm. think about that. It, he could have said anything. He could have said, now, now that I'm, a raised, I'm raised, we need to create a new religion. No, he comes out of the grave and he tells him, may Yehovah also do for you what he's done for me and what I've walked in. I've walked in the name Yehovah saves. Mm. <laughs> Is that not amazing? Wow. That's just absolutely amazing. So, um, there's another verse. I don't know if we have time. Do we, do we have time to go to the... the, the, the well, let's hold that thought. We'll, 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 let's keep him in suspense for a couple minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, again, backing up, um, we have all of our... We got the Geneva Bible. Yep. We've got the English Bible. We've got your Bible. We've got the NASB. We've got the Hebrew Bible. And we come to find out through working through the tools that we find this, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful statement that after the resurrection, he says to them, as my name means Yehovah saves... Now, may he do that for you. Mm. And may he do that for you too. <laughs> so as my name means, he saves. it is now fulfilled, basically. Yeah. Amen. Say that again. Wow. Yeah, it's fulfilled. How about that? That's okay, so hang on. We're going to come back more and talk about this. So we're talking about Yeshua's own words after he is resurrected uh, so, and why we should not call him Jesus. Why not Jesus? Well, we're just about to answer the last part of that right after this. Uh, we're going to give you a couple minutes to uh, donate to this ministry. Thank you for doing so in advance. It helps us to give this teaching to other folks. We're going to give you a couple minutes to think about that. Thanks again. Well, thank you for your support. It's because of your support we can continue to talk about these things and pass them on to others. So before the break, uh, Keith, you were saying that Yeshua's first words after he greets the disciples, first thing he says after they saw him die on the cross is basically, Yehovah has saved you. In other words, he walks into the room and says, here it is, boys. Yeah. This is how you're going to be saved. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. I'm yeah. alive. Yeah. There's the proof. Yeah. But it's, you know, how, during the break, you and I were talking about it. I asked, said, you know, should we even approach this subject? And you said, why not? How did we get yeah. from that to all hail and yeah. greetings and all this? And I think this is where, again, this is so powerful. Because again, if we go to the Greek, it's chairete, is what it's spelled, chairete, which is, which, which is translated as rejoice. And we certainly could say that that might have been what he said. But you got to ask yourself, like I say, language, history, and context, what does that have to do with the fact that, I mean, if you take the two things, Greek, Hebrew, and in between English, all hail and greetings and all that sort of thing, and you just look at if, if the Hebrew witness is correct, it sure makes more sense in terms of language, oh, yeah. history, and context at his birth. And after his resurrection and his new birth, he once again speaks this name. Now, if that was as far as we went, oh, maybe, maybe not. But what would it be like if we could hear through the New Testament 
Yeshua himself speak his name. Mm. That would be pretty good, right? That would be good. Voila. Go to Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Okay. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Now, we're not in the Gospels right now. We're in uh, the book of Acts, which they underst- we understand that uh, it was Luke, potentially, who wrote the book of Acts, connected to the, to the Gospel of Luke. So I want you to read this, and I think this is, this is probably, if I, like I like to say, if there's a, the final nail that's, that, that puts it together, it's right here. So read, read Acts 9, verse 1. Acts 9, 1. So this uh, is- read, and you're going to read through verse number 6. Okay. All right, then. Meanwhile, Saul yep. uh, was still breathing threats of slaughter to the Lord's, or to slaughter, uh, threats to slaughter the Lord's disciples. There we go. Mm-hmm. He had gone to the high priest and asked for letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus that would authorize him to arrest and take to Jerusalem any followers of the way, capital W, men or women that he could find. Suddenly, while he was traveling to Damascus, and just before he reached the city, there came a light from heaven all around him. He fell to the ground, and there he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Stop. So there's a voice saying to him, his name, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then verse 5 says, Who are you, Lord? Stop. This is Paul. Good question. Moses. Ask the question. Moses, Moses. What's your name, he says. Saul says, Saul, Saul. Okay, what, who, who, who are you, Lord? Right. And are, now read it. Who are you, Lord, he asked. And the voice answered, I am Jesus, and you are persecuting me. Get up now and go into the city, and you will be told what you have to do. Now, I could go to the Greek New Testament and tell you the same thing I told you before. The word behind Jesus is Yesu or Yesun. And maybe you'd say, okay, well, that's it. Okay, okay, yeah, but that's, okay, that's just a translation. But it gets better. In the same book, we get a witness of the language that Yeshua spoke to Paul. Go to Acts chapter 26, verse 14. Hopefully, folks, you've got one, preferably two versions of your English Bible. Please read Acts chapter 26, verse 14, nice and loud. All right. We all fell to the ground? Yep. Okay. As you know, this, <laughs> this, this Bible's hard it's to... Funny. Scott, you're so good at this now. You're like, Keith, are you sure this is the right verse? <laughs> well, no, I do that because if you remember from the last series, this Bible only has <laughs> right. the, the verses on the left side. You have to kind of guess Wait, in the middle of where we are. Stop going further. Folks, yeah. have you seen the earlier series, uh, The Name of God, Pure and Simple? Go to Root Awakening YouTube. Watch those four episodes. It was phenomenal. And you'll get the joke, too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Right. It's an inside joke. <laughs> all right. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Hebrew, Oh! Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you kicking like this against the goad. Huh. Then I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord answered, I am Jesus, and you are persecuting me. <laughs> but get up and get a stand on your feet. Now just a second. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, the Bible's telling us that he spoke to Saul in the Hebrew language. Let's go back to episode one. Let's see. Between the time he was born and the time he died, let's give him 33 and a half. Let's give him 50 years between when he sees Saul. Did they somehow include Old English as the language of the first century? <laughs> I think not. No. It says... 
that in 26.14, he spoke in the Hebrew dialect and he said the words, drum roll please, I am in English, Jesus. We don't have to even go to the Greek. The Greek just told us why. If I go to the Greek translation of that verse, here's the Greek word they use for Hebrew. Ibraidi. We're going to put it up on the screen. Uh, we're going to put this up on the screen right now. It says this. And when he had, looking on the Greek right here, and when he had um, uh, fallen, fallen uh, into the ground, uh, and I heard a voice saying to me, saying, Ibraidi, in the Ibraidi. What does that sound like to you? In Greek, Ibraidi, Hebrew. Yeah. In Hebrew. Hebrew. So, if he's saying in Hebrew, it says here, I am Jesus in Acts chapter 9, verse 5. No. In Hebrew, he would have said, I am Yehoshua, or I am Yeshua. Or maybe he was in a happy mood and he says, I'm Yeshu. The point is, the Hebrew Bible tells us, I'm sorry, the English Bible tells us in no uncertain terms that when he spoke to Saul, because, you know, people are big Paul people. Big Saul people, you know, they say, uh, Scott, they say that um, they, did a, they did a survey and they asked preachers in the church what their favorite part of the Bible was to preach. 85% of the pastors said we preach the epistles of Paul. Hmm. They had a, I talk about this on 60 Minutes, they talked about it, they said, listen, you can have Christianity without Jesus, but you can't have Christianity without Paul. Meaning, Paul is uh. the one who determines theology. Paul is the one who determines mission. Paul is the one, and here we have Paul witnessing in English, in Greek, and in Hebrew. If we had the Acts Hebrew, we don't even need the manuscript of Hebrew for this verse, because the English and the Greek tell us he spoke to him in Hebrew. And what was it that he said? I am Yehoshua, or I am Yeshua, or I am Yeshu, and all of them mean the exact same thing. Like I said, Charles, Charlie, and Chuck, Yehoshua, Yeshua, and Yeshua, and Yeshu, they all mean the absolute same thing. It seems odd to me that that would even say that. Why specify what language it was? It isn't seems, that cool? It's though. an oddity. It, 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 it's like it's like. But isn't it so cool that that's in, in fact the, the nearly inspired? I'm sorry. The New International Version says he said to him in Aramaic. Oh, that's what hmm. they say. But it, you, the translations you have, you guys check them yourself. When you go to your translation, uh, it can't hide it. And again, this verse to me is the final one that takes us all the way back to the beginning. His name wasn't Jesus in the first century. Mm. Absolutely not. Now, we're going to go just a little bit further because we have time to do it. Okay? Sure. Let's do this. John chapter 17, verse 11. And while you're looking for that, I got to tell you all something. The thing that really inspired me about writing uh, this book, His Hallowed Name Revealed Again, was because of this amazing prayer. Nehemiah and I wrote this book, A Prayer to Our Father, Hebrew Ordinance, the Lord's Prayer. And when we wrote it, there's a section that says, Yit Kadesh Shimka, your name be sanctified. And in English, what we say is, Hallowed be thy name. Mm. So, Hallowed be thy name keeps you away from the action of sanctifying his name. Yeshua sanctified his father's name. So, when I wrote this book, 
his Hollywood name revealed again, I said to myself, I cannot, I cannot walk away from the opportunity to teach people what he taught his disciples. What did he teach his disciples? They said to him, teacher, how should we pray? And he says to them, here's how you should pray. Oh, Jesus, who gets us? No. No. Oh, Christ. No. Here's how you should pray. Avinu shibashimayim, yitka desh shimka. Our Father in heaven, your name be sanctified. Now back to the resurrection. The resurrection. After he gets up, he sanctifies his Father's name. He sanctifies his Father's name in his action throughout his ministry. John chapter 17, verse 11. Would you read it for us, please? I am not in the world any longer, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep those who you have given me true to your name, so that they may be one like us. Can I read my version? Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me. Think about mm. that. He knows. It's not like he, it's not like he's like the Christians of today that don't know. You know, my name is Jesus, got nothing to do with the Father. No, no, no. Hey, Father, keep those people in your name, the very name which you he, <laughs> come on. He's saying the name, your name? Yeah, That's said, the name you gave me. I'm junior. Yeah. <laughs> keep those you have given me true to your name. Yes. Right. So that they may be one like us. Read John chapter 5, 43, if you would. John 5, 43. And that says, I have come in, I have come in the name of my Father. Stop there. John 5, 43. Read it in any translation you want. I have come in my Father's name. Mm-hmm. My Father's name is not Jesus. Right. <laughs> it don't sound like Jesus. Yes. It ain't connected with nothing to do with Jesus. My father's name, the name you gave me, that's the name I came in. Mm-hmm. John 17, 28. Can you read John? I'm sorry, John 12, 28. We'll always put these verses up for everybody. Uh, John 12, 28. All right. Father, um, mm-hmm. Father, glorify your name. A voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. <laughs> amazing. So here he is, Yeshua's. He's getting, this is, this is a story about when he's being baptized, okay? Mm-hmm. He's being baptized. He says, Father, glorify your name. And a voice comes from heaven saying, yeah, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Resurrection, he glorifies it. Mm. Okay, John 17, 11. Let me read this one. Mm-hmm. I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are. Mm. <laughs> Can you read Matthew 21, verse 9? Famous, 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 famous thing that he says. Matthew 21, 9. All right, 21, verse 9. The crowds who went in front of him and those who followed were all shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. 
Mm. Blessings on him who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. That's Matthew 21, 9. I'm going to read 23, 39. For I say to you, from now on, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. English. Blessed is he who comes in the name Yehovah. Who is the one who comes in his name? Yeshua. Yehovah saves. Mark eleven nine. 9. Those who went in front of them and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name, in English, of the Lord. Yeah. Mm. Guys, if you haven't, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> if you're a part of a rude awakening at all and don't you know anything about the name, then you've been asleep the whole time. This ministry is an ambassador of the name. You guys have every opportunity and possibility to teach people about that name, and we got to go further. Mm -hmm. Now we know what it is. Let's understand what it means. John 12, 13. Took the branches of the palm tree and went out to meet him and began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of yud yud hey vav -Hey, even the king of Israel. Now, for a little bonus for everyone. Let's learn to read three languages right here on Shabbat Night Live. All right. <laughs> John 19, 19. Okay. Pilate, we already went through it earlier in episode number two, I believe. I'm going to read it for us. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It was written in English, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. John 19, 20. Therefore, many of the Jews read this inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified. This is the English Bible, was near the city, and it was written in three languages, Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Do we have time to teach them his name in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek? We got about a minute for each language, so go for it. Excellent. I'd like this to go up on the screen if it could. Hebrew Matthew 27, verse 37. If they could put this up on the screen, here we go. Hebrew Matthew 27, 37 says, Ze Yeshu Nitzrat Melech Yisrael. Without knowing a bunch of Hebrew, Ze Yeshu Nitzrat Melech Yisrael. The second word, if it was written by Pilate in Hebrew or even Aramaic. Scott, what does Yeshu, what, do, what does that second word say? Chuck. <laughs> Yeshu. Yeshu. I did three like Brian. One, two, now that was good. Okay. In other words, if, if, he's, if he's writing quick, he's writing quick, I'm going to give yeah. the shortened one. Sure. I only got room for three languages. I can't write Yeshua. Right. It's a short I sign. I can't even write Yeshua, but I would, Yud, Sheen, Vav, Yeshu. In Greek, this is, what do you think that second word says? In Greek. Uh, Yeshu. You are Ye right there, my friend. This is Yeshu. 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 Yep. Okay, that's Greek. Looking at the Hebrew, this is Yeshu, king of the Jews. That's the Greek language. Now, the Latin. <laughs> Have you ever seen 
in Latin, how they put the I-N-R-I on the cross. You'll see it all yeah. the time. I-N-R-I. What that means is, Est Jesu Rex Yehudorum. This is Jesus in English. <laughs> Jesu, King of the Jews. Now, again, for our marketing, we should take the Latin, okay? Get $100 million, okay? We're going to teach people what the Latin was, okay, so the church doesn't get upset because, you know, they still do Latin in some of the churches. Mm -hmm. They speak Latin, which came from the Greek, which came from the Hebrew, and we should say to them, you need to say yes to Yeshua. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> yes, you need to say yes. So again, this is really cool. We're looking at the English Bible, and we know in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, his name would have been written this way. Latin, Yesu. Greek, Yesu. Hebrew, Yeshu. Mm. <laughs> that is so exciting to me. So here's a Sunday school question for you. Ready? Who was born in a manger? Jesus. Oh, come on. After four episodes, you still say oh, Jesus? Oh, okay. I think we're going to answer in the no, nearly inspired is, version. No, no, no. This okay. is, that, that, now we're at the end of the series, okay? Oh, we're, Yeshua. We got, we, got, we got about a minute. Yehoshua, okay, Yeshua. You can, you can say all three if you Yeshu. want. Yeshua. Okay, ready? Whatever. Who was born in a manger? Yeshua. And what are his, what are his, what are his names? Yehoshua, uh, Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. Yeah. Who turned water into wine? Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. Yeshu. Who walked on the water? Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. Who, come on, brother. Who healed the blind man? Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. Who raised Lazarus from the dead? Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. Who loves you? Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. Who was Jesus named after? Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. What does the name Jesus mean? Yehovah saves. How exciting is that? Mm. If you want to understand the message and ministry of Jesus, you must understand the power and purpose of his original given name, which is Yehoshua, Yeshua, Yeshu. Beautiful. Scott, you are awesome, my friend. I told you, I, I, folks, I got to tell everyone, I said, Scott, could you bring your Bible? You didn't even ask me what the topic was. I put it in my bag. I'm ready to go. <laughs> did you know what the topic was? I did not. not. A clue. <laughs> no. But you are awesome. This team is awesome. A rude awakening is awesome. And let's, let's stand up and let them know it's not good enough to be cultural Christians. We need to be biblical believers. Amen? Absolutely, yes. Thank you, Keith. Why not Jesus? This is why. Amen. That's why. Amen. Maybe that's what we should say. That, that's why. That's the final word. Yeah. Keith Johnson, thank you very much for joining thank us you. on Spotlight Live. It's been a okay. pleasure and a, a treat for you to teach us this. Yeah. Wonderful. Bless all right, thank you for joining us as well. And, uh, you know, this is, this is great stuff. Uh, we encourage you to go to uh, BFA International and get all of Keith's stuff that you have there. Lots of plenty of free stuff online there as well. And uh, he just wants to bless you with this kind of thing. And he certainly blessed us. So uh, we pray that you would uh, bless his ministry as well. So thank you for joining us on Shabbat Night Live. We'll see you next week. <music>